1: Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknotes Morning 5 here on Monday, February 7th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Patrick Murphy. A lot to get into, Pat. Let's start with what to expect from the two transfers to Ohio State so far this offseason. Maybe there'll be another one down the stretch. Who knows? Maybe they'll add a tight end or somebody else. Although with Mitch Rossi coming back, maybe they're good to go at tight end. Um, Tanner McAllister sounds like he's going to play a big role. I have to think he's going to be the starting slot safety, just like he was at Oklahoma state. Um, Diamante train. I'm more of an unknown uh, running back at Arizona state. Obviously he played both ways in high school linebacker and running back. Is going to be a linebacker here at Ohio state. We feels like we've talked a lot about the new coaches and we'll talk a little bit more about them later in the show. And, And we've talked a lot about the 2022 recruiting class, but haven't talked that much about the two new transfers. What are your expectations for those guys this coming season? I think we're on the same page here. Um, and I think most people
0: would probably agree that Tanner McAllister is a guy who came here to, to step right in. He's got one year left because of the COVID year. And he joined his former defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State. So it makes sense that he would just slot right in, as you said, to that kind of slot safety, nickelback, uh, whatever you want to call that position. I'm sure they'll have some Funny name for it this this year, um, but he played it well for for Oklahoma State, and he knows the position well. Ohio State doesn't have a returning player who is necessarily the the clear guy. He would have to beat out Marcus Williamson's gone. Lathan Ransom is hurt after the or the Rose Bowl, um, so th- there's certainly a, a, a path for him to step right in opening day. He said when we met with him. Uh, that you know, he knows he has to compete. This is Ohio State, but he came here for a reason, and, and I'm sure Jim Knowles, uh, the comfort that these two have together is certainly going to help with Trainham, I think it'll be interesting. You know, it's another linebacker who didn't play linebacker last year, um, or in in the case of Steel Chambers, the year before, I guess. But another guy who's transitioning from the offensive side of the ball, and yes, he played it in high school and he played it well, and there were teams that were interested in him coming out of high school, uh, Akron Hoban at linebacker, but he spent the last two years playing running back at the college level. So I do think that will take more time. Now the kid is built like a linebacker. I mean, when we were talking to him, he just doesn't look like a back. He looks like he's already ready to play linebacker physically. And I think that helps. I I think a lot of other guys, when they've had to transition um, from from offense to defense, you you have to, you know, adjust in the weight room and, and things like that. I don't think he'll have to do too much. He said, you know, when he when he lifts, he tries to max out all the time. And I don't think you can do that every day, but uh, he uh, he seems like a guy who's ready to go physically at linebacker. Now it'll be about adjusting to Ohio State, adjusting to getting back on the defensive side of the ball. That position room is definitely one to keep an eye on throughout the offseason. I don't think there's anyone for sure that I can say linebacker is that guy's definitely going to play? And the fact that there's really only two starters at that spot, because of the way this defense is likely going to look, you know, there's a lot of guys in that room that that are not going to be on the field as much as they'd like. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on as, as we get into spring practice here, kind of what that position looks like and, and who fills in at those two linebacker spots. But, um, you know, I think once he once he adjusts the defensive side of the ball, I do think he certainly has a shot, Tramp.
1: All right, let's get into the story that was the story in college football yesterday. Josh Gaddis leaving Michigan as offensive coordinator to go to the Miami Hurricanes as offensive coordinator to work for Mario Cristobal down there. And now Jim Harbaugh will be replacing both coordinators. Mike McDonald, of course, going back to the Ravens, used to be a position coach there, then was uh, at Michigan for one year. Uh, His brother, uh, John Harbaugh, is like, here, you go to Michigan and save my brother's job um so Mike McDonald was there for one year at Michigan as defensive coordinator did a great job and now he's with the Ravens as their defensive coordinator that would make sense you're going from you know college to the NFL and a good NFL team in the Ravens um you know I mean when you're leaving Michigan to go to the Miami Hurricanes for the exact same position that doesn't look good Harbaugh already clearly wanted the Vikings job had to crawl back. Back to Michigan. Um, just your thoughts on that whole situation, specifically Gaddis leaving, and what do you think that means for Harbaugh?
0: Well, none of this looks good. I mean, <laughs> you asked me the last time I was on the show what I thought Jim Harbaugh would do, and and I said I thought he'd probably more than likely end up back at Michigan, but I didn't see it playing out like this, where he goes and has this very public courtship. From I I don't know if that's the right word, but this public interview. Uh, with with the Vikings as you said it made it pretty clear he wanted to go and uh, that certainly didn't help things you know there were reports out yesterday that Josh Gaddis texted players about you know being where you are wanted and things like that it just doesn't look great and I mean you mentioned it in terms of uh, saving Harbaugh's job you know these guys came in these coordinators came in obviously Josh Gaddis was there for more than just one year but came in and really turned things around and and not to say that Jim Harbaugh didn't have a large part of the success uh, that Michigan had last year, but the coordinators were certainly huge in, in helping in, in that sense. So the fact that they're both leaving is, is compounding troubles for Michigan, for sure. This is a Michigan team that's losing a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. Now you lose both coordinators. You've got Jim Harbaugh, as you put it, Dave, crawling back to Ann Arbor Uh, I'm sure some of the players have some sour feelings about this situation as well. You know, if, if, if that's what Josh Gaddis is actually saying, you know, you got to be where you're wanted and and he didn't feel he was wanted in the Wolverines program. um, It's not a great situation. I, it's interesting to me. You just, you come off this this one year of success where you beat the Buckeyes, you win the big 10, you go to the college football playoff there was a chance there for Michigan to really ramp it up and, and maybe they don't have as great of a year next year just because of the loss of talent, but you you had an opportunity to kind of seize that momentum and it's been anything but um, really, you know, since that college football playoff semifinal that didn't go well. So yeah, it's, it's, it seems like more of the same coming out of Michigan. If you just take this last year, um, you know, I don't know where this program goes from here. I'm sure they'll be all right. They're still Michigan, but. Um, Definitely not what I expected to happen this offseason. I really did think they would, you know, like I said, try and seize that momentum of of 2021.
1: All right, bouncing back to Ohio State. um, Jim Knowles, and he said it himself, it's not lost on him that that he's, this is not like a a project. He needs to turn the defense around right away. Feels like the fan base is pretty excited about him. Um, I'm excited about him. I think it was a home run hire but we'll find out. I mean, you know, we don't know for sure yet. I have a very good feeling about him. What are your expectations for Jim Knowles? Do you think he can turn this defense around immediately? And I, I don't mean, you know, Patrick, that they're going to be a top ten defense. But do you think he can make them a legit good defense? Let's put that at top twenty five ish national. You think he can do that right away?
0: I think I think top twenty five ish would be probably ceiling in in one off. I mean. You never know what happens. This defense could click. They could be really good. Everything could fall into place. Guys could adjust quickly. But from, from my understanding of of just kind of the complexities of this defense, I do think it will take some time, but I think that's not a huge problem. As long as you're playing good defense and I would say even top 40 and that's not Ohio state standard, but if you can be a top 40 defense, this offense is good enough to get to you where you want to go. And that's back to the college football playoff. And from there, you're at the end of the season. You assume the defense has continued to improve. And, you know, you, you, may, you may very well be a much better defense by the end of 2022 than you were at the beginning of 2022. Um, but I think they just need to be good enough. And, you know, that shouldn't be what Jim Knowles is telling the players. That should not be the conversation within Ohio State. Their goal should be to be the number one defense in the country. And Jim Knowles has proven he can get close to that. I just, I just think it's, it's going to take a little bit more time, but they need to be good enough. We've seen what this offense can do. I mean, winning the Rose Bowl the way they did, the defense did play better in the second half. Let's, let's not forget that. And Ryan Day brought that up when we talked to him the other day, was, was that they just finally started to play with heart and play, you know, kind of Buckeye football um, in that second half. So I think that's a positive but I do think it'll take a little bit of time. I do think that the positive of, or that the the fact that he has better athletes, higher recruited guys than he did to start with at Oklahoma State will make this transition a bit easier. I think guys will will catch on quicker. I don't think it'll be a four-year thing like it was at Oklahoma State to kind of incrementally improve every year. But I, I yeah, I don't want to set the bar at top 10 defense next year or bust. I just don't think that's realistic and i also don't think it's necessary but if they could do that that would be fantastic
1: it sure would and you know they have a tough schedule um yeah yeah no doubt. they do you know i mean i hope they can be better than top 40 i you know I, you know top 30 would be I think mean, that that would that, that would be i don't want to say ideal but yeah as you said they have an elite offense they're going to be elite again next year you know top 40 might do it you know i, I agree with you there especially with that schedule um And that's another thing, the defense this past season, it wasn't like they played a bunch of juggernaut offenses. I mean, turns out Oregon was pretty damn average, and they were able to do whatever they wanted against the defense. Um, So um, I want to move on and and talk some basketball. It's interesting. March Madness uh, now uh, just around the corner. Ohio State was looking good yesterday. They had that prime 1 o'clock spot on uh, CBS. They must have thought that, uh, you know, when they, <laughs> CBS, when they scheduled that, they must have thought that Maryland was not going to be bad this year, but Maryland is bad. Ohio State looked really good, though, yesterday. They took it to Maryland. I mean, they won by 15, but, that you know, it, it was more like it felt like a 20, 25-point game. Buckeyes feel like they're rounded into shape. Justin Arns had a good game. EJ Liddell continues to be a superstar. I like what I'm seeing out of Malachi Branham. Even though he didn't, like, have a bunch of points yesterday, I just like what I'm seeing out of him. My one concern with him was – Probably won't be a good three-point shooter. He's a good three-point shooter. Zed Key had a good game yesterday. I, I like Jamari Wheeler. This team just seems to be coming together. Your thoughts on the basketball buckeyes.
0: It's funny you, you mentioned that Maryland's not a good team because Chris Holtman opens his post-game press conference as he does all the time, you know, giving credit to the opponent and you know, saying Maryland can be a tricky team. And they had Michigan State, I believe it was, you know, close the other day and, and all this. And then the first question from from Rob Aller, the columnist from the dispatch, is about how, you know, you've beaten good teams this year. How do you feel you've done against the teams that aren't very good, that you, you know, you should beat? And (laughs) he was clearly insinuating that Maryland was not a good team, uh, which was funny. And then Chris Holtman answered it in in a pretty good way, where, you know, he kind of agreed with Rob that they had to take care of business that day. So, um, yeah, this was a game that that the Buckeyes definitely needed to win if you're going to contend for the top of that big 10, um, which Ohio state's right there. I think they're fifth in the standings, but um, if, if they get these two games back and, and you win against Nebraska and Iowa, the two games that have been postponed, you know, they're, they're really back in the, the win column more than the loss column right now. Um, I think you highlighted the guys that, that have played well. Justin Arn's getting going yesterday is important for Ohio state. He'd gone basically since mid December On the worst shooting slump of his career, I think he'd made nine three-pointers over that stretch. I I wrote a story about it. I I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but it was bad, and he looked like a guy who didn't have much confidence. He's huge for their offense, so him knocking down four of seven, he also got fouled on a three-point attempt, um, was important. EJ Liddell continues to do EJ Liddell things. I really do like Malachi Branham. He's not consistent enough yet on the offensive end. Um, his His numbers aren't always great, but you can see it's it's starting to happen. that's a future nBA guy. You now have two future nBA guys with with Liddell, Zed key as you said played well and that was big coming off of the purdue game where he was in foul trouble and really couldn't contribute and 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 Chris Holtman has said they need him to to play consistently. Kyle young needs to needs to get going i think over this final month, but he continues to just do what Kyle young does so yeah, I do like this team a lot. Um, I, it's going to be very interesting. They've got, I think 11 games. They're going to have to play here in the last month of the season. So it's going to feel like an NBA schedule for this team, assuming there's no other postponements. If, if they don't feel like they've gotten into a rhythm so far this year, because of all the starts and stops. And that's been a big topic of conversation with, with that team. Uh, They're going to find, they're going to find their, their rhythm here. Um, And, you know, hopefully that that leads to guys staying healthy and whatnot because they've also battled some injuries, but uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting last month. There's going to be a lot of Buckeye basketball happening and you may even see some back. They they may have to schedule games on back-to-back nights. I mean, it's going to be tough to fit those two games back in, given you have to kind of adjust to everybody's schedule. So get get ready to buckle up this is this is going to be fun it's they're going to be really ready to go come Big Ten tournament time
1: yeah if you like watching Ohio State basketball this is going to be a fun stretch for you out there I mean including yesterday 11 games in the span of about a month due to the makeup games like Patrick said a ton of Ohio State basketball Um, hopefully the players um, will enjoy as well I know Buckeye basketball fans will especially if they keep playing this way great stuff from Patrick Murphy really appreciate it Patrick Thank you, to all the listeners out there, for tuning in to the show. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's try that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land.